ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome into another episode of Infection Podcast. We cover the very interesting, ever more, more, everly more blurred line between the video game industry and the modern political scene. My name is Nick Craig. You can uh, give me a follow on Elon Musk's amazing Twitterverse at Nicholas M. Craig or check out our website, infectionpodcast.com. Joining me... By the uh, ch- hair of his chinny chin chin, Brian with an eye Aldrich. Hey, Brian, how are you? I am doing very well, and uh, luckily in video today with looking mostly like it would. Uh, yes. I had my motherboard. I don't know if it. I assume it's my motherboard that died. I tried changing out. I tried so I got additional memory because I knew I was going to upgrade my memory. Mm-hmm. So I bought the second like sixteen gigabytes or whatever, thirty two gigabytes um, for that. And actually, uh another 32 so now but 64 gigabytes oh, that, that didn't fix good. my issue um and then uh and i changed it out a different power supply to make sure it wasn't that and wasn't that so asus support's going to be probably i assume rma me me my uh replacement a, or having me send this in and fix it it's, re- it's very new i mean it's within six months old i was going to say because you've got what what's it what uh what what are you what specs is this a this is an amd or an intel board it's an AMD Ryzen 9 style. Okay, yeah. and I, I, I've heard that there's some sort of a bug that was in the AMD chips that were frying specifically um, Asus, with the Asus boards. Yeah. Asus boards, and they've put out a, a BIOS patch supposedly to mitigate it. I was current on my BIOS, you know, I always check that stuff. Um, and so I don't know if how in the world it happened, but they should swap it out and hopefully I'll be back up and running. This will work temporarily. <laughs> uh, for what I need to do because it, it has everything got the green screen using the same mic. So this will do for now, but uh, hopefully I'll get my computer back soon. Yes, sir. Cause it's kind of annoying not having a computer. Absolutely. Where can, uh, where can folks find you online? Well, if you want to find me at Boise computer on Twitter or at Brian Aldrich on Gab, Getter, truth social, of course uh, you can check out my blog, but tech.com as well. Excellent. Uh, so, all right, so uh, so where do you want to jump in first? I know we've got some interesting yeah, things happen- I, I want to happening start, in the world today. Yeah, let's start off with Steam. This should be a pretty pretty quick and simple conversation. Yeah. Here's this is, here's a pretty cool headline, and it's over at Eurogamer, and it's actually something that's happening right now. So the old days, Brian, and you you know you being the elder of the program, uh, yeah. probably probably dealt with a lot more of trials. That used to be a common thing. Oh, right? you, yeah. These mail, these magazines you'd get, and they'd have trials of games. Um, I very so briefly I, saw that with Xbox Magazine when I was really young. And since then, game trials really thing, haven't yeah. existed. Yeah. Well, one interesting thing, I still have it, I saved it, is the original Wake trial. So they had the original Quake trial, which had the had all the, all the different versions of quake doom everything they had up to that point mm-hmm. on there and then um pe- people made a and you could put in a key so people made a generator that you know they had on a floppy disk they could generate a key and they could unlock any of the games on this on the stupid cd but the other interesting thing is the soundtrack was in M- was in cd form because they didn't do mp3s and things like that so it had a nine inch nails soundtrack <laughs> that you could play on a cd player in your car on nice. this de- demo and then it had every single one of their games that if you had this little unlocker you could uh, install any of them on your computer it was crazy what they used to do um, yeah. i just thought it was funny how open it was so um valve has introduced apparently a 90 minute game trial to steam and the first game yeah. that it is it's been introduced with in its inaugural thing they didn't do but no big fanfare or anything about it is uh dead the dead space remake uh which yeah. which came out a couple of a uh, couple of months ago um and apparently if you and I'm, I'm maybe let's see it's not showing up on the website maybe it's just in client let me open it up um but it will show a little button to try the game for 90 minutes um yeah which you know you, some might argue they kind of already had a free trial anyway because you could always Get your oh yeah, look at this. Check this. This is this is this like, is snazzy. yeah. You get a re- refund. Get your refund. Um, of course I can't zoom in on the Steam page, but um, yeah, this is um, you can see it down here. Uh, this try Dead Space free trial, and I guess if I clicked play now, it would install it, 
and then after a ninety minutes, uh, it would likely Lock boot me out. out. Yeah, boot me out, and then tell me to to uh, to buy the game. This, um, you know, again, this is something that was very common in the '90s and through parts of the early 2000s, and with digital games, it kind of drifted mm-hmm. away. It's not really a thing yeah. anymore. Um, I don't You'll know. Shareware the last... packs. <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't exist. And you know, with so many free to play games, of course, you don't you don't need a trial for that. It's yeah. it's free already. Um, this is cool, and um, yeah. I hope that they can coin, or I hope that they can get more companies to come on board with this with this program because that's super super yeah. cool to have. Um, to have this just built right into the right into the Steam launcher. I think this is great. And I think they probably you know in their in their statistics for certain they have how long people play a game on average and either become bored with it or drop it because it wasn't what they expected. Personally, I think an hour and a half is a good amount of time to measure whether or not you're going to, going to enjoy the game. Uh you know, hopefully all these studios just start don't start making their first hour and a half the game amazing, and then, and then after that the quality just drops off really fast. But uh, you know, I, I would think that with this, it gives you a good enough idea to know is this something that I'm going to want to play? And maybe with this, uh, do you think that they're going to perhaps draw back on their whole refund policy a little bit, saying, "Hey, you have the opportunity to play for an hour and a half to decide if you don't if you like it or not," and and be a little less open with their refund policy. Uh, yes, and yes, and yes. Um, I hope, and, and I ho- kind of hope they do. If they're going to offer you a ninety-minute free trial of a game, and you play yeah. two hours of it, you buy it and play two hours of it, and try to return it, I could make the argument that yes, you had an opportunity to play a free trial. You should have used that. Now, yeah. you know, it kind of makes more sense in single-player games like Dead Space, like the new Doom games, and things like that. It's going to be pretty tough to do on a multiplayer game, and I'm not sure that it even makes sense for a multiplayer game. But for any single-player game, um, I don't know why this wouldn't become the norm. Um, so this is yeah. uh, this is pretty neat. No fanfare, um, not even really a press release, just like it just kind of popped up. And um, yeah, so if you're, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> try it, the, see if it sticks. I'm gonna try the Dead Space game. I mean, why? Here's the great thing, Brian. I, I I don't I think you and I are pretty similar in this. You know, we're not buying a lot of new games every year. Um, yeah. We're just we're just you know maybe a couple handful. I don't even know if a handful might even be too much you know, with all the free to play stuff. You might could get me to spend, and it's the game's on sale right now for forty seven bucks. I might not spend that much, but yeah, I get an hour and a half into this, and I'm like, damn, this is sick. If you're hooked, I'm, yeah, I am. Oh, damn it. Uh, well, I guess I'm gonna buy it now. Um, yeah, to me, this is a huge rep because here's the thing, Brian, I'm probably not going to even, it, by the way, the Dead Space franchise is great. Uh, and by the way, this game has got 92% of its 23,000 reviews on Steam are very positive. So people are obviously liking the game. Um, then the whole franchise is just great. But this, this very well could sell tens of thousands of copies more of, of individual games just because folks yeah. have the opportunity to actually try it out. Who knows? Maybe I fall maybe I fall in love with it after an hour. And and I really and, have no choice but to buy it. Yeah, and I, and it takes away that I think that risk from the that's that's the big thing for me is it takes away that risk of of getting a game that or a game that was all hype and did not deliver on any of the promise. Yeah. Because and here's the great a, thing. A 5 minute thing is just going to get you into the intro videos and things like that. An hour and a half will get you past all the intro into an actual you're on the ground doing something if i'm not jazzed after an hour and a half i probably know that i I, I probably know it's not worth buying if i'm hooked to the screen and i'm like oh my gosh i need more well then of course then i'll then i'll buy it so this is a pretty cool feature um i'm sure it'll start rolling out some other stuff we'll keep an eye on it and uh, let you know what the next games are but right now the new dead space from uh january of this year is uh is available for a free trial so check it out no uh no strings attached Hey, I, I've got some uh, GameStop news. I know. Th- I saw what I remember. I got an email you about this your, today. You, you sold your stock in it, but hey, I, there may be a chance that they're here coming back. And this is something we keep talking about. You know, when are they going to do something to kind of reinvent or keep keep things going? 
So what they're going to be doing is overhauling their rewards program and raising its price. And that's that, that card <laughs> that you can get. I have the basic one that I don't, I don't know if it's the free one or whatever. Um, power up rewards. Prices, yeah, power up rewards. Uh, they're changing it to GameStop Pro. So power up rewards has become a GameStop Pro and it's going from 15 to $25 a year, but you get bigger discounts on collectibles and pre-owned games. And that's the way to do it. If give the people that, that do this some sort of a bigger discount, then I, I don't remember. For me, I looked at the rewards and it just wasn't worth, I don't purchase enough things at GameStop to justify paying extra money, you know, for the one or two things I buy a year from there. Yeah. So, but this would be the this would be the way to do it is figure out what it is that that people feel like they're getting a really good deal on through your through you that you have the ability to make some profit on and make it act like it's a perk that you get it at a cheaper price than people get that thing everywhere else like i don't know that's that's to me feels like what would make this a winner because people are are starting to buy digital games they're starting to buy things on amazon or now as you've told me Walmart has almost the identical program for getting the same prices and things and the, and they'll match shipping and do all these different yeah. things to match what Amazon will do and what GameStop will do. So they're going to have to keep reinventing it. And I just, hopefully they come up with something that makes it to work. Cause I like having a GameStop on the corner. I have one that's a half a mile away or so from my house. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate having that to where I can. If I need to go and grab something, maybe my controller is getting, the drift is getting weird on my controller or it's just stopped when the buttons isn't responding how it's supposed to. I like being able to run down and grab a controller and not have to wait a day and a half or a day for Amazon. Yeah, I know well, if you d- first world problems, but honestly. Well, if you decided tomorrow, if you decided tonight that you were just hell bent to play Breath of the, the New Zelda game when you were going to bed tonight, you could, well, obviously you could buy it digitally, but if, if that wasn't an option or whatever, yeah, that's a thing. This to me seems odd. Um, I think a lot of people may have just been keeping this. Subs- even uh, my the my concern with this is that at fifteen dollars a year, which this wasn't fifteen dollars a month. This was fifteen dollars a year. You may have had folks that were like, "Yeah, whatever. I still keep this subscription going. I get my game informer magazine, whatever." You're now raising it yeah. from fifteen to twenty five, which doesn't sound like a lot of money, but it's almost a fifty percent increase. Um, yeah. That at twenty five dollars, you might go. All right, you know, I'm not actually using this thing at all. I was willing to just kind of keep it rolling because it was fifteen bucks. Maybe I'm maybe I'm not at twenty five because now at close at twenty five dollars, Brian, you're close to halfway towards a triple A. Well, what used to be a triple A title at sixty bucks, yeah. or uh, or any sort of uh, game like the the um, uh, Dead Space game we just talked about. I mean, you're halfway to purchasing the Dead Space game at at twenty five bucks a year. So unless you're actually using the power up rewards you'll probably cancel at 25 that's that's approaching the limit where it's like not worth paying for if you're not using it well now one thing is that they're offering some additional discounts so five percent off of pre-owned games five percent off of collectibles like pokemon cards and well you know all the other things they have five percent off product warranties which i don't really care about five percent off clearance items and five percent off the GameStop brand gear and accessories like pc accessories so I, you'd have to be a person who buys a lot of stuff to make 5% or buy big things. I, maybe 5% to me just doesn't seem like a huge amount. It's not. Uh, that's not know, even I, sales tax. Yeah. I, it just doesn't seem like enough to really entice me to go because I don't buy, uh, say, 5% off everything in the store. You know, maybe, but uh, they can't afford to do that. Things and, and yeah. that's the problem is they can't afford to do it. So, you know, they, they use these examples and it's like, so 5% off a $30 game on the shelf, instead of it costing you $34, Brian, it's going to cost you $31 because it's not even going to cover 7.5% sales tax, at least what it is here in North Carolina. So it's yep. just like, you know, and 5% is great when you're spending $1,000 because it's, oh, oh yep. I don't know, a couple, you know, 50 bucks, whatever. It's, it's some amount of money. Yep. It's not when you're spending $18, 5% of $18 is literally pennies. I mean, it's just not even a, it's not even amount of money to move the needle. So maybe this is an attempt to get a bunch of people on their auto renew and generate a, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars in revenue when it automatically renews and people go, shit, I forgot I was still subscribed to this. Um, that might be what they're doing in this as well. Um, Apparently, 
the GameStop subreddit, which I can only imagine is a cesspool, uh, are apparently full of people. Right, you're not a member. Claiming, yeah, yeah, no, not a member. Uh, apparently, they're furious with the overhaul, mostly because of the 66 price, a 66 percent price increase, and the fact that the points. So now, in the points, apparently, will automatically expire. So, this is a this is a cash grab for people that just have the automatic subscription. Um, and it's an interesting couple comments I was reading while you were talking. Is you know, a co- this guy comments a company in decline charging their most dedicated customers more, and then they switch you to auto renew, and it's like. Yeah, that's right. The only people that have a, a power up rewards card are the loyalists, and now you're fucking them by raising yep. the price to twenty five dollars and essentially giving them not much of an addition. They already had a five percent discount. It's 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 only they've added more items to it. So I don't know. This is this is super lame. Super lame. Thanks, GameStop. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see uh i'm sure they'll change it again here in the next six months i think they're oh yeah they're yeah, trying to figure out what's going to keep them afloat yeah um here's a pretty interesting story brian this ought to send the uh the libs on the uh, twitter gaming sphere uh to to hell and back microsoft won't give salaried employees raises this year wow yep and well, now, it's not and, just and they're the going to say, "Look at how much money." Yeah, the CEO, well, exactly. no, no staff, no, no salaried employees getting a raise through from the CEO. Well, and that should the bottom level employee. That shouldn't be a huge surprise. We've been covering the state of the economy here week after week. I feel like, <laughs> and if you look at certain companies, uh, I know Micron, which is a local company here. From what I remember, they're not giving bonuses or I don't remember if it was salary increases or bonuses, whatever it was. Um, they're not doing that. I'm sure a lot of places are realizing we okay, we could get bonuses, but we're gonna have to fire this many people to make it work. Yeah, I had a thing, you know, I work for a large radio conglomerate. It's not really a surprise, but when you visit our website and normally around th- they don't do, you know, it's such a it, I mean, we have thousands we have thousands of employees. It's something like six or eight thousand employees. It's a very large company across the country. Um and normally they do like a couple hundred dollar bonus between Thanksgiving and Christmas every year. And, you know, you get a, you might get one hundred and fifty dollars in your paycheck and think, well, that's you know, that's not changing my life. Maybe for some people it is. But take one hundred and fifty dollars and multiply it by six thousand employees. Brian, it's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And this past yeah. uh, this past go around, they didn't do that. Instead, they gave us an extra PTO day. And of course, a lot of people were griping and moaning about it. You know, this is the this is the reality of a of tightening the belt. These are all mm-hmm. symptoms of a fl- fluttering economy with way too much yep. spending out of control and seemingly nobody willing to rein it in. This is the result. You can't have free play money constantly and then be like, "Oh my God, shock Pikachu face!" Nobody can afford to pay their companies a bonus. No shit. Nobody's got any money. Inflation has. Inflation was at nine point seven percent less than a year ago. No. no, nobody's got any money except for the you know the well, oil it, companies and the billionaires, according to Joe Biden. And everybody else is, yeah. is broke now. <laughs> well, one interesting thing that I've been noticing a lot is, and this is kind of a, a a side of this, is a lot of these companies are starting to implement AI into their tools, and I really think that's going to take out that low level employee, the employee that's doing me you know work that's not super complex uh one of the products that i i work with that's the primary tool i use for my main client right now um announced today that they're implementing ai into their tool which is going to do a big chunk of what i do you know for them and it's going to automate a lot of the process well i mean that's fine with me uh but for a lot of the people that maybe don't have the ability to do more than what that tool is doing what's what's going to be the point of what you do like that person is going to be somewhat redundant because instead what you're going to do is pay someone who's a little bit more skilled who has the idea the ability to go in and look at that ai and what it generated and make sure that it all makes sense and and isn't doing something bad because that low low level employee wouldn't know if the ai is really doing something it's not supposed to because they don't understand enough about programming or security or whatever it is it, it's going to, that's my concern is these companies are going to realize with AI, we don't need this bottom 25, 25% of the company. And that'll be a way that they start making money back is getting rid of those low level employees. 
I'll, I'll say this. And I know we're going to talk about you, AI you, you, in a little you, bit, but yeah, the, the testers and team, we had talked about those testers all the time. They're yeah, one of those. I will say this, and you know, all of this stuff needs to be viewed within within the realm of what we're in right now. And Brian, I would say to your point about the you know the bottom people, you could have made the same argument about corporate. You could have the same argument was made about corporate America twenty five years ago with the invent mm-hmm. of computers. Oh my God, we oh, don't yeah. need typists. We don't it need shifts. Right? We don't need it, it. Always shifts. We don't need um. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would they be? Uh, uh, dictators and note takers to literally follow executives around and jot down everything that they're doing. Now they have a cell phone that does yep. that. They don't need it. Yep. So I mean that you don't have typists at companies. You don't have copywriters at companies mm-hmm. anymore. Those are not positions. But we're, but we're in the moment where we're, we we have those people that are sitting yeah. there saying, "Well, what am I supposed to do now?" Remember the people who got banned off? Of, well, who knows? We could ban YouTube. They say learn to code, like that whole learn. Yeah, to oh, code. yeah, yeah. Learn, it was yeah. getting you banned off of Twitter and who, who wherever else. Uh, that is the true answer for some of these things. Instead of learn to code, it's like you know, learn whatever it is. The AI we're gonna have to learn how to manage, <laughs> learn how to uh, verify whatever it is your job ends up being for the AI. Um, you're gonna have to learn to do something different because, like, like the uh, the people that are doing the testing for video games or the testing, you all these different forms of testing. For the most part. AI is going to do it better. And so there's going to be a lot of jobs that I think AI is going to wipe out. But if you're willing to learn new things and be on the cutting edge, just like computers were, it opens up a whole new area that you can branch into. Um, but you have a lot of people that were the typists that have no interest in computers back in the day, right? The people yep. that were the mathematicians that were doing the calculating <laughs> that then were taken over by computers because the calculator used to be a person, right? A oh, person yes. that was calculating numbers. And, and then it got taken over and became a, a machine that did that. And now we don't think twice about it. Well, that took somebody's job. I mean, are you going to get mad about it? Well, if you didn't get mad about the person who was doing the calculating getting taken over by a calculator, don't get mad about this. Well, they, oh, here's the thing: they, they don't get learn taken to adjust. Over. Yeah, they 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 adjust, they adapt, and they and they take their skill set mm-hmm. and they apply it elsewhere. I mean, you could go back to the when the hell did the Gutenberg press come out? The, 14, 13 or 1400s where, wow, now we don't need to physically copy literally everything by rewriting it by hand. Look look at this guy. He's got a I mean, look at all the jobs it took out. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it's just every, at at any generation in any progression in history, there is always this. There is something that kills jobs. And now there, I will admit, and I I don't want to get too sidetracked here, but I will admit that there is a certain point, Brian, where a computer is doing everything, and that is a problem, and that's why you're, there's this big push for... There's an oversight. Um, that's why I say there needs oversight, because yeah. AI by itself can do crazy things. Yeah, but you've got this, you know, there's this big push for, um, you know, universal base, UBI, universal basic income, because there won't be any jobs because left. Because of AI. will yeah. just pay you to sit home and do nothing, which they already do, if you're whatever. Um, so that's, that eventually be the concern, but I don't know that AI... I would... There's... I, w- I can say this very clearly. AI is not going to be any more revolutionary to the workforce than computers were. That's not even, that's not even oh, yeah. clo- what computers yeah. did to the workforce with mm-hmm. through the 80s and In a 90s. In a short amount of time. It, it's, it, it's, AI is not even going to come close to that. I'll clip that and maybe I'll be completely wrong. But um, you went from everything being done physically and, and you know, email you know physically having to mail stuff around to being able to send it electronically it's just not it's not even close um so that's uh, that's pretty interesting but yeah no no uh, there's no money so they're not giving any of their salary employees uh, raises and i'm sure that causes a bunch of outrage and you know what my response to that is brian well you voted for this because anybody that's bitching yep. about this voted for biden and the reason that this is happening is because of him so you voted for it you're yep. not happy with it maybe you should have voted for somebody else or Stay a little bit differently next time. Yeah, uh, no, of course not. No, it won't be that. They'll they'll vote for the same shit and then go, oh my God, I can't believe my company doesn't have any money. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, Speaking of the worst thing that's ever happened, uh, Riot Games. Boy, they're they're in a world of hurt. China, (laughs) Tencent owns them, and uh, they're paying out compensation to 1,548 women in what they claim to be a, uh, what is a, gender discrimination case and this could cost them millions of dollars upwards of a hundred million dollars potential 
Well, and they're, these payments that they're going to be doing will be ranging from $5,000 to $150,000 per person. That, right? At 1500 um, that's a lot of money. So, yeah, so that, so that the initial payment's going to be between $2,500 and $5,000. Additional payments could extend up to $40,000 depending on the recipient's employment status and tenure. So uh, this is something where they... I just, I, I, I can't imagine, I, I've been looking for what they feel like happened, you know, as far as they, they said that they found that this happened, but I just, I was looking for like the smoking gun. Like, what is it that they said? Um, is there a certain testimony? Like I was looking for the thing that made this case go to, you know, to the, the, the women and, and, and this numbers, but I just haven't heard. I'm sure that they've silenced everything, put everything behind NDA. Um, but they must have been doing enough because that's a decent amount of money to give every female employee that was employed with you for a certain period of time. Yeah, fifteen hundred of them. It is. It is um, pretty crazy. Apparently, they were just laying off women, like at an unbelievably high rate. Um, that from, okay, but 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 what were they hiring them to do? What was the position? Was I, the, I, I don't. This know, is this the, is the stuff I want to know. Yeah, is, were they were the women? tend to be from a certain department that had a high turnover. Is that then being used in court to, to push something that maybe wasn't 100% accurate? Because you want who else laid off a lot of women? Elon Musk. <laughs> to just being honest, does that mean that he was discriminating against no women? No, he was discriminating. He wasn't discriminating. He was, he was being discriminating in how he was judging whether or not they were capable of doing the job that, that he needed. That's yeah, Sure. This is uh, this is this is a long running case. I mean, this goes back. This goes back from this is a 2018 lawsuit. Um, mm -hmm. And th there's 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 a whole bunch of articles from 2018 that talk about all of these different defendants and and the various things that they claim. And a lot of it is some of the similar stuff we see. But the fact that this is a upward, this could be a hundred million dollar lawsuit and 1548 people. This is pretty widespread. I mean, I don't know that this is necessarily the boy that cries wolf. Maybe it is, but doesn't seem like that it it doesn't seem like that's what this case is. I mean, this seems like it may have actually been sexual based discrimination based on or gender. Well, and, and a lot of crazy hap yeah, a lot of crazy things were happening at some of these studios. So um I you know, I, I'm I'm not saying that it's impossible. It, it I think there was a kind of a wild west. I came from a time, just think of the early nineties or late nineties and how different the work culture was then to now. Uh, you know, so I've seen it play out. Well, especially in the computer in, and tech in industry. Oh yeah. Where, I mean, it was just all men or yeah. there was women were the secretaries and men were the managers. And that's just how things most of the time, not always most of the time laid out. That's very different now. And I, I appreciate that. But uh, you know, here, obviously there was, must have been stuff going on at Riot that um, was just kind of like the buddy club or, you know, they were well, not yeah, from not treating them how they should have. Yeah. From what I understand about it, there were they were hiring practices. They were the, the term that was used in the lawsuit was they were hiring core gamers. So they were hiring essentially a bunch of dudes because that's that's who's playing league <laughs> when you're talking about a core gamer. Um, and then the claim was that when women were hired, they were promoted within the company, given more and more job responsibilities and never were seeing increases in pay. Um, and there's, I mean, this, you're talking about a significant, I mean, this isn't like a hundred people, 1,548 people is a boatload yep. that got in on this lawsuit. Um, so yep. were some of these, here's the problem with something like this. It casts such a wide net. Were some of these women discriminated against in the workplace based on their gender? Absolutely. But I guarantee you, every not every single 1,548 of them were. But because it's a class yeah. action lawsuit and anybody can jump in, minus seven women that backed out of the lawsuit, um, it opens up the opportunity for people to take advantage of it, even if it's not true. Yep. That's, the, that's the danger with something like this. Was that discrimination well, it, happening? Sure, probably. Yeah. Well, and one other thing that they've done is they have changed their CEO. So they announced yeah. a new CEO. Uh, as all of this happened as well. And so uh, I I don't know, some of this maybe stemmed back to what the CEO was kind of pushing towards managers or, or lot, maybe the CEO knew about it, or maybe he's just this, this person is just a scapegoat that's being going, let go. Uh, and this is just so that they can say, hey, look, we've we started over. But it's Dylan Jadeja, probably, I assume is, their, uh, is how they pronounce their name. They are were 
the chief financial officer in, uh, in 2011, the chief operating officer in 2014, president in 2017. So we will see. We'll see if uh, if there's a change. I'm assuming that they've made some changes because usually lawsuits tend to uh, to make that happen. Yeah. And by the way, it's important to note Riot is exclusively owned by Tencent. Uh, they are 100% owned and operated by Tencent. Um, so not that not that that has any bearing on this, but they are a hundred. You know, they're they're in large part owned by the Chinese Communist Party. So uh, so that's always uh, oh that's always something interesting. Uh, Brian, uh, do we have anything else we want to get to before we talk about um, AI? We've got a lot of AI stuff in here. Yeah. Um, first of all, I just want to say really quick, China has been making a lot of pushes towards approving games. Remember, they shut down for so long. Yeah. Like um, they years. have granted approval for 86 domestic online games. Oh, wow. So uh, so they're opening it right back up again um, with NetEase and some other developers. I think trying to, they, they probably see how much all, a lot of these companies are struggling. And this is kind of a time for them to get, to, to get, make promises and build some group uh, you know, uh, alliances with companies in a time when they feel like they're struggling and they can say, Hey, we can offer you China. <laughs> kind of like the old, uh, uh, what happened to H1Z1. Uh, I just think I think that uh, this is them. You know, they they realized that they were killing all of their their gaming industry and a lot of their tech industry. Um, America has been kind of cutting cutting off a lot of things having to do with the hardware side, but they're not with a lot of the software side. So we'll see. They did 86 domestic game approvals um, a couple of weeks ago. They had 27 that they had um, new video games, including Tencent and NetEase titles titles that they announced. So that went from 27 uh these are three days ago games. in one imported games yep so these are going to be external titles that they're allowing to now be played inside of China so who knows a lot of back and forth with China I don't I've always tried to kind of figure out what they're leading towards with this I think they're leading towards money I think they realize they need money and they need that industry and they're they almost killed it so for 18 months started in August of 2021 and ended in December of 2022. The Chinese authorities did not approve a single foreign video game. Yeah. Not, not a one yeah. in an 18 month period of time. Prior to that, they were approving like 80 to 200 of them a month. They did none for yep. 18 months. So that's, that's, pr that's pretty wild. They're, they're wildly backlogged. Yeah, and so those will be those will be opening up, and we'll see if they put a bunch of limitations because that seems that's always what they do is they'll say like for instance H one Z one you can't have red blood you can't have American police cars you can't have all of these things. Um, hopefully, these companies instead of doing what some of these other ones have done, they they make a version for China, make a version that's skin for China, quit of editing the American version to fit the China China uh, principles. Because that's the part that frustrates me when they start opening up and letting them in China. Yeah. All right. So let's go. So you want to talk? Let's talk AI because there's actually yeah, a lot, a lot of interesting things. Um, I wanted to uh, first get some of the stances of these various companies when talking about AI. And Apple is taking more of an extreme uh, aspect, which is understandable. But they're banning employees from using things like Chat, chat GPT and other tools. Because they're so worried about internal data being leaked, which is true because you're that kind of training issue. the AI. Yeah. yeah. You're sending them data. They're using it to, to come up with a more uh, customized answer for you. Uh, and so it has to take in data and fit it in with the rest of what it knows. <clears throat> now, if a company AI tool is trying to continue to build their knowledge base, they'll then take what you tell it and over time, treat it like memory and, and keep enhancing what they understand about what you're trying to tell them based on that with that you're taking probably confidential information copyright information sending it to them uh and if they're logging that storing it there may be things that get leaked that they don't want now um that it is like github copilot which i've been using lately um yeah. so i understand because it feeds your source code into their model to, to sit there and analyze it so there's a couple of different things that i think are important with this the first is if you are a business that uses ChatGPT and you're paying for it as a business, 
from what I understand, the stuff that you're feeding into it, things like code that are you know, proprietary, intellectual mm-hmm. property, private information, that stuff is being isolated from what I understand. Now, if you're a programmer and you're just going to openai.org and just chucking code in there, that's not the case at all. If you're on a private AI tool and you're a business, you have an agreement with them where they're not stealing your intellectual property. They're not able to publish that yeah. or use it in any other model outside of your own. So that's that's one thing. Um, public... AI tools, like you mentioned with with GitHub's thing and with just regular OpenAI, that, that's a serious problem. There was a couple of Samsung developers mm-hmm. that were using just regular OpenAI chat GPD, shoving yep. a bunch of code into it. And then the next thing you know, they're like, well, what the hell? Like, you know, and yeah. they were using the pre- <laughs> This code, code is being returned in results. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And that that that's a serious problem because this stuff is is not only highly confidential, but it's but it's copywritten material. There's there's property rights on that stuff. Well, and um, like with GitHub Copilot, which that's I've been using it and really enjoying it. Um, that's a tool that will kind of finish code for you, give suggestions of how code could lay out. Um, they're concerned with that one because they say that the data used from AI tools are stored on external servers. Because they use the, that data is used to then train multiple AI models, um, including those created and operated by other companies. So once you put it into a system like this, you you don't know where those that information is being taken and trained. Now I pay this for sick. this service. Oh yeah, it's really nice. You can give a description. <laughs> you start typing something, and it says, "Oh, based on what you started typing here, I think this is what you want to do." And it's so it, you know, it's really nice. It, yeah, I've been using it lately. And it's a lot of the repetitive stuff because I like right now I'm writing an API for a fiscal calendar. And so I want to, there's things with months and time and all this stuff that you usually have to be like, well, how do I calculate that? Okay. What do I need to multiply this times that it's like, Oh, do you want to do this? And, and you just got to kind of verify and make sure, Oh yeah, that's all the calculations I need. It's really nice. Yeah. So instead of going to Stack Overflow to you know and finding copy, examples, yeah, finding yeah. somebody example somebody's example to copy, you're just you're able to do it directly, and it's cheaper than uh, cheaper than GameStop's um, a one month of uh, or this is this <laughs> yeah. is cheaper than one than a year of a GameStop's uh, little membership program. Yep. So yeah, this is a from a comp especially a big company standpoint where you've got a lot of this inherent intellectual property. This is a big challenge. Um, yeah. and I understand why they are, um, banning it. Um, the yep. thing is though, yeah, banning it will end up causing people prohibition didn't work. It just caused people to yep. illegally moonshine and then, you know, race their cars up the mountains of North Carolina, which created NASCAR. Funny enough. Um, moonshining was, was you know, people still drank. There was still speakeasies and private bars. The, the workers, if they are, and and especially if they're nerds, they will find a way to use the some sort of open AI for something. What needs to be done, yeah. like many other things, is instead of banning it, you need to find a comprehensive way to implement it into your workforce. Now they're starting An enterprise with a ban. level or something. Yeah, right? and now I understand why they're starting with the ban because this stuff is ad- adapting and changing so freaking mm-hmm. rapidly. It's like, oh, 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 hold on, let's just no, none of this, and then we'll figure out. You know, we'll partner with Microsoft, we'll partner with Google or whoever to bring that technology in-house. Um, yep. But yeah, these companies have got to be panicking. Well, and that and that's the thing is I think that they'll, for instance, for for this tool, and, uh, and Amazon has one called Code Whisperer, which does something very similar. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have to come up with a, a an enterprise level of that to where they can sign their whole company up to have access to it and then they'll have access to the public model that people can get, but then also a private version that when your data is being fed into it, it's being processed separate and done and put into models aside from yes. what everyone else has access to. And that that's Once it. they get that to where they can guarantee it's private, then Apple and all these companies will start doing it. Bard, Google Bard, I've been testing with that. Um, you know, the thing is, it's not always right but you can give it a piece of code and you talk to it in a conversation style saying, Hey, I'm trying to do this, or here's a piece of code. It's the, I'm getting this error. You know, what's wrong and it'll find the error for you and it'll fix it and give you a suggestion. Now it doesn't always work, but I've been playing with just seeing how accurate it is. Uh, but you know, when you feed that into Google Bard, 
what are they doing with that data? I, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're not dropping it off. They're not treating it like a VPN service and, and all no. those logs are gone. Um, there that's being stored somewhere. So uh, I, you know, I think that all of these services are going to have to come up with an enterprise level because there's so many secrets that can be passed. Um, and, and that's where if I get into a code base, I, that's, I may get into a code base or working for a client where I'm not allowed to use certain tools because unless it's something that's been implemented separately because of this exact issue, they don't want that code base getting out. They don't want any secrets that may be in the code because what if someone's hard coding passwords or passcodes or something into code and then somehow it's getting into a suggestion for someone else uh you know they need to put in all those protections and guarantee that that's never going to happen and yeah. i haven't seen any of those protections and i haven't seen any of the statements saying that this will never happen yeah they, ha it, they how, have how do you cover against that they have to segment they have to segment that that stuff it's just not an option yep. you know brian if i'm uh, sitting over here and listening to you talking um i'm thinking if i'm microsoft Sounds like another great thing to throw into Office 365. Uh, another, you know, another they, they tier are. to be able. Yeah. yeah, I mean that that they that are. Right they, there. They're actually implementing um, the the what GitHub has for Copilot. They're introducing the Office Copilot, and it's going to help you run, uh, write, which is perfect because if I say I want to, I want a nice letterhead that is kind of this type of tone, that is, you know, that talks about these type of of things, and it'll lay out most of a message. Of stuff that's just generic and you don't really care, you like you just need to get these out. That's yeah, yeah. the perfect use case for things like this. Give me a nice letterhead because I just need to get a letter out quickly, but I don't want to spend all day formatting it and trying to make it look professional. Exactly. Um, but you know, I want to be able to customize it. That's the kind of conversational AI that will be pretty cool too. But the same thing, they can't have it if you're writing a personal letter that has maybe legal information or something that's you don't want out. You don't want that being fed back into the general. They've got to, they've got to do all the same things. Filter all the personal out. Um, if they you know learn from the structure, but not the details. Well, that from all and of that, these things. And that's why, especially these major companies like Apple and Samsung, they're they're going to just build their own because they're not even going to attempt to want to risk that. It's going to be the small and medium size, and even even large corporations that just don't have the infrastructure. To, to, they'll have to rely on one of these other services. But, I mean, Apple even says you know, yeah. they, they want to make – they're working on their own internal tools because they do not want to reveal or have the possibility of even potentially yep. maybe almost revealing those details to anybody outside of the company. And I understand it. When you're Apple, when you're one of the most wealthiest – what, second wealthiest company in the world, it makes sense. Um, when you're you know a random small business, obviously uh, – Obviously, you you don't. Well, in Blizzard, on the other hand, they're they say they're very excited about AI. Oh wow! Uh, and okay. they want to use it for level design, coding, and what they call anti toxicity, which we've talked about before. Remember the whole? Um, I know Discord was talking about using it. These are ones that were going to take away hurtful things, so you don't ever have to hear them or see them. No, um, not once. But <laughs> but I think the level design part of it, and this is where with the with the uh, quality assurance, the QA testers and everything else, I think that this is where you will be able to do that iterative, kind of like what we discussed on the Christmas show, where if if you're looking for the bug that's going to make it to where you can they can somehow escape the world or do something, send the AI on that. Make it to where the AI is finding the little glitches and the things where you fall into the earth. Because how many times have we fallen into a hole in games like uh, Ark? Or in WoW, I've fallen into a place where I then couldn't get out of it. Uh, that that could be a thing of the past because you could come up with almost every iteration po of possibility that, of what a player could do and not have that anymore. Coding, um, maybe you have coding practices and implement things that enforce those coding practices as far as structure and style and, and everything else. There's a lot of different things that you could really do with this. Uh, now, a, a former engineer at Blizzard said that they think it's a lot of, of, of focusing on hype words that they think will sound impressive to shareholders. I think that may be just a grumpy ex-employee because oh, yeah, I think there is a lot pissed. of benefit in, in programming uh, and these type of technologies because a lot of the stuff that people are typing in programming from day to day is, is very repetitive, common things. They're not always doing the rock star stuff all the time. I'd love to read a quote from you from Alan Adham. He's Blizzard's chief design officer. So this the CDO that's 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 mm -hmm. not a good one. 
Um, but obviously, this guy is pretty high up at Blizzard. I mean, if you're the designer officer yeah. and you make video games, I'd say you're pretty. Probably, probably, he's probably making a good chunk of money, and I bet you his job is pretty important. Mm-hmm. And he says um, that the tool is already uh, being put to use to generate some concept art for Blizzard projects. Specifically, it's spitting out art for environment for uh, environments and character design. Saying, but it won't necessarily stop there. They talk about using autonomous and uh, using some autonomous things for things like intelligence for in-game NPCs. To procedurally assist yeah, level design, assistance. voice cloning, um, you know, the, these are all things. Concept art is something yep. that AI would do a phenomenal job at because it's yeah. concept art. It doesn't have art. to be exact. No. It doesn't have to be exact, but it gives you some really creative ideas, things for level designers to start thinking about and basing things on. Dude, I've been using so much chat. Now, I w- the only thing I've been using is chat GPT, and I've been using it to make, to generate... Um, Facebook posts, and I this is very rudimentary, but Facebook posts, emails to a large mailing list about events. I'm using it for all this different stuff, and I have been so impressed with how well it's operating. Uh, I know I'm 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 at the uh, you know tricycle level of uh, of of what AI is possible, but that's the use case that I'm using it for right now because that's what I needed to do, and it's doing a phenomenal job at it. And to I'm glad a company like Blizzard, which is Activision, soon to be Microsoft, um, is looking at this stuff and saying, hey, there is some legitimacy here. He doesn't say that it's going to replace game design, procedurally assisted level design. You'll have a level designer that will map out and tell the AI what it wants to do. And then the level designers will go in and clean up all of the little messes and screw ups. But NPCs, think about having an NPC that is not programmed, that is AI on the fly, not random, which is what an NPC is now. And, you know, it's got possibility of 60 things it could say. It's a million things it could say, Brian. Not even a thousand things, an, an infinite amount of things that an AI in Red Dead Redemption 2 could say instead of the same 12. That's freaking well, and that's sick. The, and that's the cool thing is imagine you have a game where you have a companion and you can say to your companion, not a pre-made command, I want you to go to this town. I want you to go to the store and I want you to purchase me this and I want you to bring it back. And then they'll take the coin from you and they'll go do something like that. Not in a yeah. way that say you've programmed it in to do that, but because Absolutely. you've done it with AI, it's able to carry out those things. That's going to be a huge step forward in gaming to where you don't feel like, where you feel like, it's not random, as you said. It's not that kind of, uh, we've programmed this to make it feel like it's random, but it's really not. I mean, Red Dead was very good at that, making things feel like it was a natural, spontaneous world. But once you get to true AI, and you kind of give it enough, and this is where as technology goes on, you'll be able to create worlds in computer programming and, and level design and world design and, and in all the code base to where Unreal Engine is going to replicate very close to what real life mechanics and and physics and everything else is. You feed it all the rules and it stays in the rules and it can come up with like the guy falling off the horse because and breaking his leg and like let the I'd like to see what that looks like with not being a pre-programmed than AI creating it. Cuz yeah. that's the kind of stuff that could create in the future. I'm saying 10 years from now where it seems seamless and it's expected. Like that's the common standard how a game like this works. Um, I, uh, Take Two has been very apprehensive, I think, towards it from what I remember seeing. Um, I have another one here from Take Two. They said, they they for them, AI and game development is going to be very limited. And well, they're talking about like Grand Theft Auto. They think that a person can come up with a much better, okay, uh, you know, they put the time in and the money in to get just to hire a ton of people to do a ton of things. I, they may change their tune as they start implementing tools and seeing how much better it is. I think right now they're kind of staying, you know, being cautious and not wanting their employees to be worried about things. Uh, but I, I think that as you go on with these type of things, AI will be the way to do it. Like if you want to create that feeling of what Red Dead gives you that through an, another game, that that's going to be AI probably doing that. Yeah, and you know, in regards to you know can a human generate the dialogue better for a more of a main character npc absolutely and i don't think that's what we're talking yeah. about but the the are still going to have writers 
Yeah, yes, but the random guy that you pass in the random trailer park somewhere in Liberty City, would it is it beneficial to have somebody writing a bunch of random lines for that guy versus AI doing it? Or in or in Red Dead, as you mentioned, the random guy that's fallen off the horse and has broken it. Well, that 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 one's probably something that you want to that that you actually want a set number of things for. But for for but all I'm saying, these imagine other if it could create that level yeah. of depth. And it, and it can, and it will. Um, so th- these are two very large companies that have built, both made very successful games that are taking two very yep. uh, approaches. Now, it is also different when you're Grand Theft Auto and you're Take-Two when you ha- essentially have a license to print money. Uh, Grand Theft Auto Five is one of the most profitable and uh, some, one of the best-selling, most revenue-generating games that has ever existed. Um, I mean, they spend hundreds and I think in two of years, I think in development. Did you see the announcement for the new Grand Theft Auto. I think it's going to come out in two years. I thought it was, tw- was it 24 or 25? I thought it was 24. Well, but they were talking fiscal calendar, um, which oh, okay. I think ends up being 2025 because they, they gave the fiscal calendar, which is going to end yeah. in, I think, March of 2025. So it's going to be yes. in a certain range. April, um, but yeah, April so, of next so they year gave, to March of 25. There we go. Yeah, that, that's what it was. So, and so, be interesting to see, because that's ten years worth of change. You know, we got a, a peek at it with Red Dead Redemption too. You know, as far as what this may contain, but I think they're going to take this one even farther. Um, but that but it, this always seems to be kind of the precursor, the, the precursor of what other companies are starting to do within five years, ten years, because other games are still catching up with with uh, the original Grand Theft Auto. I feel like Grand Theft Auto yeah. Five. Just think about it. But I think here, that will be interesting to see how they move along and, and do really cool things that we haven't thought of yet. Well, well, so think about it in this way. Go back to the NPC example. So you're playing Grand Theft Auto Five right now. That game came out in 2012, I think, 2011, 2012. Something like that, yeah. How cool would it be that if you're playing Grand Theft Auto Six in 2030, <laughs> the game will have been out five or six years, depending on when it actually launches, and because its AI may be able to be updated over time, the NPCs in the game are able to talk about like current things that are going on. Like, yeah. you know what I think about like bullshit celebrity news that nobody would care yeah. about, but would make perfect sense when you're like chatting with the the hooker outside of the strip club, you know, when you're before yeah. you beat her with the baseball bat because that's what you do in Grand Theft Auto. Like that stuff sounds probably pretty stupid. But when you think about it, like if you were playing that, you'd be like, oh, that's sick. Like, how yeah. cool is it that the this in-game character is talking about a, uh, two celebrities that are getting divorced in whatever, like, yeah, or sports and you know, who won the Super Bowl? It's just it's little things like that that you talk about expanding the life scope, the, the lifespan of a game. You can have yeah. technically updated content with in-game things like NPC conversations forever, forever. Yeah. I mean, it's it's infinite, um, and so that that to me would be something that I think would that I think would be pretty cool. If anybody wants to hire me as a contractor to provide some of this great insight, you can shoot me an email. It's nick at nickcraig.net or nick at nickcraig.com. I'd be happy to happy to provide some of this very useful insight to you and your company. Looking at you, <laughs> Blizzard. <laughs> hey, I, there is something interesting that I don't think a lot of people realize. Any, those AI-generated images cannot be copyrighted. The U.S. Government Copyright <sighs> Office has said you cannot gen- copyright an AI-generated elements. And I can understand to a point because, well, right now it's using most of them are using a lot of copyrighted material oh, to come up with the, the training. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so how are you going to copyright when you break copyright to generate something? Um, but you know, are people are using these things? Are they breaking copyright? I think th- I think this is kind of a they're ignoring it and not treating it like it, what it really is, which is almost like theft in a way. Even when they're scanning it with all these open, you know, or images that are they're finding on the internet that I can't go and take a copy of and put on my website without paying for it, but they're using it to train something that then can create an identical copy of it. Oh no, dude! It uh, is said, it like, is like IBM. It, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it's a hundred percent theft. Um, this. Yep. These companies like um, 
uh, stable diffusion, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mid journey. These uh, these these AI art services. I know somebody that uses mid journey in in work, and they use it for very basic mockups, and they they've been very happy with it. Um, but these services are have done a huge disservice to actual yeah. artists with their learning algorithms, which is essentially suck in everything that has ever been published online and learn from it, including Getty yep. Images and Associated Press. And th- some of these companies are finding themselves in some super hot water because you don't screw oh, around yeah. with Getty Images. They will sue the they will sue you for everything that you've got. Um they tried okay, so business. I tried they they tried to sue yeah, they tried to sue me for a picture of a dog that was on a um a website that I made for a veterinary clinic. Mm. Now 10 years after I made the website, they tried to sue me for that. Well, they, they, they went after the, well, uh, yeah, I think it was a getting image sure is, was. is yeah. where, um, and they, they sent a letter saying we expect like $20,000 or something for you using mm-hmm. the picture of this dog. Luckily I keep receipts very well. And I had the receipt for that picture of the dog that I bought from the original owner that they then purchased the, the license from, and then started suing everybody on the internet for the, that had used, was using a copy of that image. Ah. incredibly deceptive business practices. oh yes and so so because i had you know i had my life I, I have a receipt for purchasing this from the original creator of this um you know picture and so it, that that went away i assume i just sent the receipts to my client who was kind of you know they send you very threatening emails oh letters, god yeah. Get a letter yeah saying that you you know you're going to be taken to court you will be paying you know these large amounts of money for a stupid picture of a dog for a veterinary but imagine if I hadn't saved those receipts. Uh, it's just kind of crazy. And then these people are doing it in mass. They're doing it with millions and millions of images if they can get a hold of them. Like whatever they can get, they're training off of this. You know, so it'll be interesting to see. It's it, it, with the copyright office saying they can't be copyright. I, they're going to have to do some special thing to kind of, I think, recover from this and set some standards because right now it's the Wild West of, of, of going into just scanning everything in. One thing I wanted to mention really quickly. Yeah. Nick, you see in our chat notes here, here, I I on my end I enabled some sort of an AI in uh Google uh Docs. I assume it's is. Bart, right? Um I it's something like it, but I can ask it questions and like this. I, I asked it a question and it kicked this out in here for me. So they're starting to implement I don't know if you have it enabled on your end where you can see it. But um, no, I've got this little thing and I can say, help me write. And then it'll, it'll write stuff. I can ask it questions. I can say, write out a template. So they're yeah, starting to building it, into Google Docs. Um, Office is starting to do it. So pretty can you ask it what a video game podcast is? I'm just, I'd be curious to see kind of. Uh, yeah. I mean, say I, what again, is a yeah, video yeah. game podcast? This is the really basic, really simple stuff that is trivial right now and is like again the training wheels of it but its response a video game podcast is a type of podcast that discusses video games it can be hosted by one or more people and they may talk about new releases upcoming games or just their favorite games of all time some video game podcast also feature interviews that's i feel like I, that's i feel like is a personal shot at me uh, <laughs> game developers or other industry professionals. Video game podcasts will be a great way to stay up to date with the latest news in gaming world. Or just now, here's the thing: you can very clearly tell when something's written by it because it will repeat the same thing over and over again. Video game podcast, mm-hmm. video game podcast, video game podcast, video game podcast. So it has a style of of writing. Yeah. But if, if if somebody asked me what a video game podcast was, I think this is a better response to me just saying a pot we talk about video games podcast where we talk about video games where they t- i mean they've pretty much broken down a lot of aspects of our podcast yeah. hosted by one whoops, hosted by one or, or two people um you know they're discussing maybe their favorite it just it's it's, it's a good description and i think this that for this type of thing it's going to be a much better case for me i found it for documentation i um i finished just finishing up writing an api I gave it a bunch of examples of API queries that you can make on my API. And I said, write the documentation for an API that can receive all of these queries. And it did it pretty close. You know, of course I went in and, and tuned it and things like that, but it, I, you know, I gave it as many of the variables and things and it documented out pretty nicely. That's the kind of use case that's perfect to get that initial draft that you can then in, go in and start building upon. Yeah, I've been uh, I've been very happy with it. I even use it for something. I'll write like a 
I'll write like a two paragraphs or a paragraph and a half, two, you know, two or three paragraphs for something, and I'll paste it. And I'll say, "Hey, clean this up," because maybe the grammar's yeah. not exactly the way it should be, or whatever. And it does a phenomenal yep. job at just taking things and maybe reformatting sentences so that things flow a little bit smoother. I've been I've been incredibly impressed, and I, I'm using the free version of Chat GPT. I don't use it all day. Um, I use it maybe a couple of times a week at the most. And uh, I've been very impressed with it. So if you haven't tried yeah. any of these things for text, the next time that you need to send out an invite to something or, you know, put together, a, maybe you're hosting an event and you're going to create a Facebook event page for it. And it asks for yeah. you the, for the description. Ask one of these things to generate the description for you. And I think you'll be pleasantly surprised. Now, I will say this, though, Brian, just like any other thing with a, with a machine or a computer, Garbage in, garbage out. If you say, I'm having a pool party Saturday, create an invite, it's not going to be able to provide any of the useful information. What time, the date. But if you say, I'm having a pool party next Saturday at 2 p.m. and it's BYOB and, you know, it's BYOB and this and that and this and that, it will do a phenomenal job with it. If you, the more detail you give it, the better response it will give you. The less detail you give it, the more vague computer sounding, you know, Amazon A word, you know, Siri, Google Home response that you'll get from it. It it it, it does a great job when you give it more and more detail. So, um, yeah, I, I'm pretty hyped for it. I wish I had something else that I could use it for. Brian, I got to make a personal confession. It's not even a confession. Mm. It's more of a, it's a fear and I'm living it right now. Maybe you can maybe I need some advice. I feel like. I am missing the AI train just like I miss the cryptocurrency train and I'm terrified <laughs> and I don't know what to do and it's bothering me, but I don't know what to do because I don't have any use cases for it. I just don't have yeah. anything else to do with it, but I feel like I'm missing it right now. It's it's happening in front of me. I could be leading on it and I'm such a jackass and such a fool that I don't know what to do. So... That's yeah. just a personal thing I'm st- I'm struggling with because it's right here and I've got access to it. I'm just I don't know. I, I'm I'm having some so I, about it. I, I asked it for kind of a. Do you want to read this here really quick? I gave it a jet, limited amount of information, and I said I a I don't think it said humorous or something invitation for a party that's happening at West Park at 3 p.m. and bring your own beer and it fit in the rest. Uh, I said yeah. on Friday. I don't appreciate the fact that you're making me read all of the AI like I'm a computer, but you're invited to a pool party at West Park on Saturday at 3 p.m. Bring your own beer and your favorite bathing suit. Oh, look at this. We will have music, food, and plenty of swimming. Did you have the music and the food in there? No, it added so it is, itself. I now know. I'm assumption. figuring out what I'm going to do for this party. But safe <laughs> assumption, it, it yeah. learns. A pool party, there's probably going to be music and food. Don't forget yep. your sunscreen. As we'll be out in the sun all day. All right, thanks, Mom. Um, and if you're feeling adventurous, <laughs> we'll have a water balloon toss. I didn't, I didn't say anything about this. Three-legged race. Are we playing? Are we playing strip poker too? I mean, it did it not add that <laughs> to the? It did add that to the? Uh, hey, it's it's planning the whole party for us. RS would be to email protected, so that's for, that's where you would put in your own email by. Put Friday. in your yeah. So we'll know how many people to expect. We can't wait to see you there. It's a pretty. It's a halfway decent yeah, it's very well done and now we're gonna have a uh, three-legged race we're gonna be having oh, a water balloon toss like i didn't even think about it but it's perfect yeah so i don't know i'm having agita i gotta i gotta get in on the ai thing i gotta figure out what to do i gotta do something well and All that's right. one thing i know i know with my job well my my actual company i work for my real company i work for not the one that i'm contracted out to they're gonna really be pushing into ai i think so um it's Hopefully that's good for me. me. It'll it'll give me a lot of excuses to to get into it. Yeah. I haven't done any AI stuff with my job yet. I don't, my job's kind of weird where I I talk for a living and I don't really do notes. I'm more like read stuff and then kind of ad lib. I take, I do bullet points. So I don't really have a use case for it in my job. I need to find a way to do something else with it. See, uh, I was using AI in early 2020. So the very, right before COVID hit. Um, I had the client that I actually that they have me contracted out for now asked me to implement some AI stuff for them back then. And then COVID hit and it kind of shut down everything for a while. And so we stopped doing it. But that that was at the very beginning. And I was doing AI with that um, hmm. early, early on. So 
you know, COVID, I think, kind of put a hindrance in a lot of these things. But I think now it's finally just blowing up again. And it's crazy how just in, what, six months to a year, how much of a different landscape the whole AI scene has been. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll keep talking about it. And um, if you're using a great, if you're uh, watching on YouTube or maybe you're listening on the podcast, pop into our Discord or leave us a comment. Have, have you used any of these services like MidJourney or, or ChatGPT or uh, the OpenAI through ChatGPT or Bard or or Bing, any of these other things, and what are you using it for? What have you? Has, what is your response? Yeah. I'm very curious what what folks are using for it. So, uh, what are we? What are we missing? Like, what's yeah? What's the cool thing that? Yeah, that's the thing. Well, is sometimes people are like, "Have you tried this?" I I remember in the '90s when someone said, "Hey, have you heard of the internet?" <laughs> and hey, loser, like, have you heard uh, of the well, internet? Yeah, not really. <laughs> Someone's like, "I I signed up for the internet, and it is so cool." You know, and yeah. it's kind of the same thing right now. Back then, people were like, "Well, I've heard of the internet, but I've not." never used it uh this is i've heard of that ai thing never used it It, it, i feel like it's the exact same moment to where then when i went on the internet i was like whoa this is don't say this i'm this is different and new i'm missing it it's all (laughs) not to make it worse and rub it in just i'm missing it i'm missing it just like i've missed everything else it's 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 all a failure brian hopefully soon where where do people find you? This is terrible. All right. Well, you want to find me? You can get me <laughs> at Boise Computer on Twitter or at Brian Lodge on Gab, Getter Truth Social, or my blog, BiteOfTech.com. But most importantly, if you go to our website, InfectionPodcast.com, which was made by humans, not by AI yet, um, you can join us on our Discord server. And on there, we got 11 Arc servers running. we got a Conan Exile server running. Um, also have a show news uh, show notes channel so if there's something that you think is important maybe there's some article on ai you think we should we should review before the live show jump there and check it out put a link in there and we'll uh and we'll review that before the live show starts if you want to watch the video forms of the podcast you can do that through twitch youtube or rumble um and then the audio forms of the podcast the lower right hand side whatever platform device you want to use got a lot of different ways to listen to the podcast if you are listening that means the show notes have been uploaded as well along with the episode and you can watch the video in there or listen to it right through the player and there's links for everything that we discuss throughout that show so it's a perfect way if you're going to be listening to the show to have a nice addendum that can give you maybe links to source materials or videos that you weren't able to see because you were listening uh, but works out really well uh, if you want to support the show you can do that through the support menu option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support absolutely uh i'm gonna dig through our i i want to get a um i want to get let's get a let's get a gaming ai person on the show in the next couple of weeks yeah. uh, i'll uh, i'll scavenge through twitter i'm sure we probably got an email by one of them with all the press lists we're on i'd love to chat with somebody and, and just talk about how it's especially indie development stuff and how that's being used uh brian thanks appreciate you uh getting everything squared away with uh, oh, yeah. all your technical issues and i'm, oh, I'm oh, glad i didn't have to do it with no uh, no video yeah Hopefully you're a real boy for next week. You'll have your gaming computer back and you can, uh, you can be. I don't know if they'll have it that fast. Maybe we'll see if they overnight, if they send me a video or a replacement and just say, Hey, you know, send the other one back. Then very possible. If they're going to repair it and send it back, we'll see in probably two weeks. Not with that attitude. They're not. So, um, (laughs) thanks, Brian. We'll catch up with you next week. Uh, thanks. Thanks everybody for, uh, listening as always greatly appreciated. You can check out my completely unscripted non AI human generated talk show. It's called Wilmington's morning news. Find it in your favorite podcast apps. You can check it out at nickcraig.com. If you missed any portion of today's show, maybe want to check out some of our show notes, you can head on over to our website. It's infectionpodcast.com. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.